Welcome to Dr. Freedom, where we give you the strategies, mindset, and tactics on how to elevate your practice and your life. I'm Dr. Sitha Patel. I started my practice in a Starbucks over seven years ago, and I built it brick by brick to a multi-location practice with an aesthetic OR and a software company. I'm here to give you the secrets to unlock that time and freedom for you. All right, let's just dive in. Today, I'm going to talk about the top seven time hacks. All right, these are ways to get time back to multiply yourself in different ways that you might not have thought about from a doctor's perspective. All right, first one, delegation. Now, what does that mean? Well, there's all these concepts around delegation. And one of the biggest ones that you'll hear about is that if somebody can do it as 80% as good as you, then you should let them do it. The other 20% probably doesn't matter enough to make a difference. Now, what can you delegate? Well, anything that somebody else can do at 80%. And that can be just a, okay, well, can I delegate my housekeeping? Absolutely, you can delegate your housekeeping. Somebody can probably do it at least at 80%, if not 110% better than you in terms of the, the end product and the efficiency of actually getting it done. That's definitely one of the other aspects of looking at, you know, what parts can you delegate? The other things you want to think about is like what in your practice itself, in your practice of medicine or your job of what you're doing can be delegated. Is it the note taking? Can you get a scribe? Can you get somebody else to do the pieces that don't really require you, that you've just been picking up and taking on for pretty much no other reason other than you got used to doing it? So that's time hack number one in terms of delegation. Number two, elimination, right? What exactly does that mean? Eliminate the things that you actually don't need to do or don't want to do or don't like doing. Now, this elimination could be, hey, you know, cutting the grass in the hot Houston weather, right? That whole piece of it, you can definitely eliminate that task and delegate it both at the same time because it's something that you don't have to do, somebody else can do, and it gets off of your radar. The other part of the ultimate elimination is doing an audit of how you're spending your time. Are there things that you really just don't need to be doing at all? Like, is it something that is worthwhile? So for example, in our practice, you know, as a surgeon, I have to make a booking sheet. Then I also have to make a billing sheet for insurance. It's literally the same information. We actually eliminated the billing sheet and combined the booking and billing as one. It eliminated it, cut down that process I was doing twice into one time. And that's how you can eliminate some of the activities for what you don't really even have to do. You just got used to a process of, okay, well, I got to do this. I got to do this next step. I have to do this extra other thing. And you got used to doing the activities and they add on one, two, three, five, ten 10 minutes to each one of these tasks that you're doing. And it's for no good reason at all. Time hack number three, simplification. How can you simplify some of the things that you are doing? Simplifying them in ways of saying, okay, well, how is my communication? Am I communicating with everybody at one time? Am I blocking some of these things into 
time blocking, right? So time blocking and simplification can kind of go together because you're simplifying the actual energy that you need to take because you're not switching context. You're not switching from, you know, to talking to your kids or finishing your notes or, you know, making food. You're not switching between all these things. You're not, you know, multitasking as they call it, but because you're never multitasking anything. You're finishing one task at a time. It just may be different pieces over that each one of these sections. So that's where I think you really have to look at uh, that part to say, okay, what can I simplify? And are there parts of my daily routines and tasks that I am doing, but I'm doing these extra steps? And those extra steps can add up to a lot of different things in terms of the actual time that you take away from the context switching, the mental bandwidth, the energy that's involved in this, and then what happens with all that time, right? With each one of these things, you you're essentially costing yourself twice as much or even three times as much in terms of the energy. Now, time blocking is like setting up specific times of the day that you're actually getting the tasks that you want to get done. So, you know, the most important things when your brain is the freshest is usually in the morning, right? You've come out, you you wake up as long as you've gotten your good amount of rest and sleep in terms of the energy and, you know, time to replete your body mentally and energetically then the morning times are a great time for yourself to do the, as they call it, the non-urgent but super important activities. Now, blocking that time off in a protected space can get that done and move the, the ball forward, move you into progress to actually getting your goals achieved and done. And that's all just by blocking out that time and doing it in those set periods of time. There could be journaling, gratitude. There's all these other techniques that are supposed to lead up to happiness and fulfillment within your life. But are we able to block out time? Are we able to dedicate the exact time and space that's needed so that fulfillment can happen? You know, so there's studies out there that talk about, you know, children and needing their parents' attention. How much time does it take before your child gets bored of you. All right, let's get to it. What does AdVital do for your aesthetic practice or med spa? Our current clients are making an extra 60 to $65,000 to their bottom line every month, month over month, because they're able to nurture their current patient base and also amplify their qualified leads. Now reach out to AdVital to learn more. It's an interesting question, right? And I think the studies say it's, generally around 27 minutes. So if it's 27 uninterrupted minutes that you spend time with your child and their attention bucket is full from you and they go and do something else and they go and study and they go and read and they do their homework and they do their other activities that they can become creative or do things that they have hobbies in and now you fill their attention bucket, you're less likely to get interrupted doing something else as you're multitasking or just trying to get all the things that you want to get done in your daily goals to make progress in pursuit of your passions and goals of your life, right? Of each one of these little steps. And that's family, personal goals, there's work as well, all of it, right? And that that time blocking leads into, okay, I have these blocked out times. Can I batch 
the same activities. Now, this is like more like brain hacking to say, hey, if, if I'm in an organizational mood, is there a specific time of day that I organize better? And can I batch those activities to that time point so I'm not really having to switch focus and effectiveness and efficiency to doing those things? For example, you know, the, the notes that get, that have to get done for medical notes for myself, I batch them all at the end of the week because I've, I get into a rhythm and a pattern. I know what time of day works best for me to make sure every little piece of that note is done the way that I want it to be done and sign off on it. It takes me one fourth the time versus having to do a little piece every day to get that thing done to be caught up for the week but I'm able to batch it, but also on top of it, batched time blocking. So now I've got batched time blocking and I've simplified the process to make it super easy in terms of just little checkboxes that do these macros, these other activities that automate the other piece of it to put that piece in there. Now, one of my favorite ones, right? Number six, duplicity. Can you do two things at one time, right? Can you walk and chew gum? Can you brush your teeth in the shower? Well, I brush my teeth in the shower and it literally buys me an extra five minutes a day, five minutes a day, seven days a week, 365 adds up in terms of just one of these normal things that we do that can take less time because you're doing two things at once. Now, there are other ways to create duplicity in what you do, right? When they talk about a podcast, for example, a podcast, I'm talking, there's one piece of content that's going out on audio, another piece that's coming out in video. Now that piece can also be cut up in terms of social media. I've literally triplicated myself with a podcast. Now that's just an example of exactly what I'm doing right now to say I'm doing it threefold and it's only cost me one time of day to do it. My very favorite one is technology, AI, and automations. Now, how does all that work, right? How can you use tech and how to use AI to do some of these things that you may have manually have to do, things that you had to repeat over and over again? So pretty much the easiest way is you think about, okay, what, what do I repeat every day? What do I repeat every week? What do I repeat every month? Now, can I put a process in place that does this repetition for me? Or you start with the first part. If you're scared of technology, you're scared of the AI world, all these other things, start with just a reminder at those times to do those things. So if you put a reminder to do the right things at the right time, does that start the process? Does it get it done in an effective way? Does it figure, do, do your endpoints and key performance indicators for yourself, for your own life checkoff points, do they get hit in that right moment in time? Now, that's the first step. Second step is, okay, well, can you have the technology do part of it? Can you, can it not only remind you to have a conversation, but can it start the conversation? And that's where AI and automations and stuff like that are heading in terms of technology, especially even in our lives, right? You think about, you know, people use Roombas, for example. I mean, this thing's on a set time. It goes and it vacuums your house and it literally automated that process. It's using some AI technology and it's one less task you have to do. And the job is done, 
right? There may be a corner not completely completed, but it's way less than you having to remember and actually complete the task yourself and do the activity and all that piece. That's just an example of how AI and technology and automations can be leveraged in your life. And that's just literally from the car. I mean, there are things coming out for, I mean, that's like literally for your, your carpet, but there are things coming out for your car. There are things coming out for each and every one of these things that we're doing repetitively in, in this. I mean, they have lawnmowers that are coming out to do the same thing. They got pool cleaners that are doing the same type of things. Each one of these activities that people have to manually do and keep up with to maintain the quality of lifestyle that you're trying to live to do that part. Now, take it one step further, right? You're saying, okay, well, how can I do this for my health? Well, AI and technology is using all this data out there to say, okay, what are the most effective times to drink water? What's the most effective times to eat nutritionally? What what are the best nutritions for you? And then there's all this customization. As I think about this for, you know, even skincare, right? Like they have, there's different tones of skin color that it required different things. There's different humidity. There's a different genetic background, different oil composure. All these things add up to creating a perfect recipe for what you need, but only you can only get it if you measure it, right? And then you can only manage it if it's measured. So each one of these things is just like a foundational building block to get you the end result so you can live and be present, right? And that's the B part. It's not about doing, it's more about being, right? <clears throat> a lot of people get caught up in the the B do have. They're like, oh, I want to have this super efficient lifestyle. Well, to have a super efficient lifestyle, to have more time, more energy, to have more life even, to live longer, what do you have to do? right? And these are the the do activities that we get caught up in. And everyone's like, oh, I'm doing more. I'm, I'm doing 18 hours and I'm, I did this crazy thing over here. And, you know, I've, I've outdone everybody else, but I don't know why I don't have more. Well, because the, the do part can't be maintained consistently without being. Now, when I mean being, it's like, okay, well, what does it mean to be, right? Uh, how can I be more in my everyday aspect? Well, you have to show up as more. You have to believe you are more. You have to be putting yourself out there more for that end aspirational goal of saying, this is the best version of myself and I'm going to go chase that person down and I'm going to actually beat them because you're actually being your own vision because your visions of what you accept for yourself, your standards get raised if you decide that you're going to be more today, not be more tomorrow, not be more in a week, not be more in a year. It's that whole concept that you actually have to be more today and every day after that. It's that consistency to say, hey, listen, I have an opportunity. I'm grateful for all the things in my life, what am I going to do with that? What am I going to do with that today to be more and make the most out of my time that I have here, right? And that's where time hacking comes in. It's like, okay, well, 
But why do you hack time in the first place? Well, you're trying to create more leverage and more time to do all the things that you may be curious about. They may You might love doing or you might have a, po- a point in time in your life that you love to do. All that part is to do more, to be more. You will then automatically do more and you will automatically have more, right? The key of it though, even if you have more, It's not the physical have more, it's the emotional have more. If you ask, you know, the octogenarians and the 90 and 100 year olds, it's always the people, connections, and relationships that they have. It's never the actual stuff. Sure, the stuff isn't bad along the way and and it's not the, I'm not telling you not to have any of this stuff. I'm telling you, at the end of the day, when your purpose is to be more, it will be more for everybody around you and anyone that has come in contact with you. And therefore, when you actually hack time, it will actually make a difference for more than just yourself. So I challenge you today to be more. Thanks for listening to Dr. Freedom Podcast. I hope you found some value in this podcast. And if you could hit the subscribe button and share with a friend if you found this content valuable. 